welcome to the Loop Lifestyle Podcast, the number one podcast for diabetics who want to have their cake pop and eat it too. I'm your mentor, Stephanie Johnson. Please welcome our very own member of the Cake Pop crew and graduate of the Have Your Cake Pop and Eat It Too program, Diana Hernandez. She is hosting our Monday Mindset episode. This podcast is recorded live on Instagram. We cover health, wealth, and relationships, the blueprint for transforming your life. So grab a pen and paper, take some notes. I hope you find some value in the information Diana is sharing. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Monday Mindset. For those who are new to today's episode, welcome. For those who've joined me in the past, welcome back. My name is Diana, and I'm working with Stephanie Johnson in her program, Loop Lifestyle. If you want to learn more about her program, you can follow Stephanie on Instagram at the underscore cranky underscore pinky or on Facebook using that same name. I'll also tag her in the comments. So in honor of November, happy November 1st, everyone. November is actually National Diabetes Month. So I'm going to be talking about that. As I've shared before, I was diagnosed with diabetes type 2 in 2010, which was the summer before my junior year in college. So I was 20 when I was diagnosed. For those of you who, just to kind of do a little bit of education, diabetes type 2 is that your body or pancreas, your pancreas is still making some insulin, but it's just not enough insulin to cover what you're eating basically. So the carbs or the amount of sugars that you're eating. So generally when somebody, a regular person, a non-diabetic, when they eat, their pancreas will provide you with enough insulin to kind of cover what you're eating. And so you'll see a curve or an increase in your blood sugar, but you'll automatically go right back down. With type 2, sometimes your body is not producing enough insulin, so you'll still get a rise in your sugar and it'll be a little bit harder to kind of come back down. There's a lot of people who are able to manage their type 2 with just better eating habits and or losing weight. When I was diagnosed, I was at a good weight. I was, I don't know, I think 120, I want to say, 125. So I was not overweight. I was 20 years old. So I was also very young to be diagnosed with type 2 because generally type 2s are you're diagnosed when you're 40 and above, sometimes 50 and above. So it's really weird that I got diagnosed so young. But then I learned that I had a very strong family history of diabetes in my family of type 2. So a contributing factor. So anyway, I was actually re-diagnosed in December of 2019. So coming up on, I can't do math, 19, 20, 22 years. Kind of next month, December will be two years years that I've been diagnosed as a type 1. When you're diagnosed as a type 1 is that your pancreas is either making very little insulin or no insulin at all, which means that you need to give yourself insulin to cover what you're eating. In regards to being diagnosed, from the very first day of my diagnosis, I've had many ups and downs and more downs and ups. But in the recent year, I want to say more ups and downs, which is kind of cool. I've cried. I've been happy. I've been frustrated. I've been annoyed. I've been depressed. I've been angry. I felt alone. I felt unloved. I felt exhausted. I've had low self-worth. I've gone through low self-esteem since I've been diagnosed. You got your good days. You got your bad days. You got your good moments. You got your bad moments. It is definitely a roller coaster of emotions when you are diagnosed with a chronic illness. Obviously, I'm just kind of speaking with diabetes because that's what I have. And so I can only speak on that. But it is a roller coaster. And in the past two years, I finally allowed myself to know and realize that even though I have a chronic illness, I'm worthy and I can still be loved. I'm not defected. And I am more than what I had let my diabetes define me for so many years. So for a long time, I allowed my diagnosis to make me feel trapped, make me feel alone and angry because I really 
really thought that diabetes had ruined my life. I felt that there was a lot of restrictions that I had, especially as a type 2. Being a 20-year-old, my doctor had said, okay, for the next two weeks, you can only eat meats and veggies. And I'm like, what? So yeah, he said only chicken, fish, meat, and only vegetables. That was all that I was allowed to eat. Later on, I realized that the reason why he did that was because he wanted to see how bad was my diabetes. So could I manage it with just the food I ate or did I need to go on medication? I'm freaking 20 years old. Do you think I mean, really, come on. You really, I did it for the two weeks, okay? But I went back to college. And when I was in college, I had the luxury of living on campus. I had the luxury of having access to a 24-7 freaking diner or dining room. So what do they serve at the dining rooms? Granted, there could have been better choices, but I'm 20. I'm going for that pizza. I'm going for those French fries. I'm going for those burritos. I'm not going for the salads and veggies. Anyway, so yes, I kind of let, I felt like I was so restricted. I felt like I couldn't do anything. I had to take medications. I had to just kind of take extra steps that other people who were not diabetic didn't really need to think about. When I became a type one, I had, you know, I felt like it was a little better. Not to say that it's a better diagnosis because there's such thing, but I finally felt like I was diagnosed with the right illness because as a type 2 granted you know when I did eat made it way when I made better choices my sugars were a little better but it just it wasn't good enough and it wasn't that it wasn't good enough for me it just wasn't good enough for my doctor he kept saying that I wasn't doing the right things he kept kind of just berating me kind of just getting mad at me every time I went to the doctor and it's like when you go to the doctor you don't want that right you want to feel supported and you want to feel validated you know it's just it wasn't a good feeling having to go to the doctor and kind of getting those kind of like speeches so I tried not really going and I didn't go for a long time so when I was finally diagnosed with type 1 I my sugar control was a little better because then I had a whole new doctor she had said that I was probably never fully a type 2 I was probably just a type 1.5 but back in 2010 when I was diagnosed 1.5 didn't exist it was either just type 2 or type 1 and I met the criteria for type 2 a bit more than type 1 so for many years I went without what my body needed which was insulin so when I was finally diagnosed with type 1 I finally felt like I was giving my body what it needed so you know throughout my years the last thing that I wanted to do was for diabetes to define me right I didn't want it to be the only thing that identified me and of having diabetes felt like there was no room for anything else. I was just the diabetic and I was consumed by it and in such a very negative way too. I hated myself for it but felt like I couldn't really get away from being a diabetic even when I tried you know. As a type 1 my experience has been a bit more positive. I think once I accepted that I had a chronic illness and once I accepted that I had type 1 diabetes I really started going on Instagram and look for other community people who had type 1. So if you look through my Instagram a lot of people that I follow are type 1 diabetics and honestly i've learned a lot i don't talk to them personally i just listen to, i just go on their stories and look at their posts but i've been able to just know you know been able to realize that i'm not the only one going through the struggle of trying to imitate a pancreas you know i feel happy and proud now that i've been able to kind of overcome all those negative thoughts and emotions that i had regarding my chronic illness and some of those thoughts and feelings still do creep in at the end of the day i'm still human i think i would bolus which means that i gave myself insulin enough to cover what I ate because I carb counted correctly and then I'll check my blood sugar an hour and a half later and it's in the 300s and I'm like WTF I gave myself the correct insulin I gave myself I know I counted I carb counted correctly why is my sugars in the 300s so I sometimes see or feel those kind of thoughts and emotions kind of come back but I am able to kind of just remind myself to not let them fester and to not let them stay for too long and I just try to remind myself
myself of everything that I've been through and all the work that I've done to get to where I am today. Your A1C, you get tested it every three months. So I do have to take labs every three months to get my A1C, which is they, it basically just kind of tests what your blood test your blood to see where your sugars have been to kind of give you an average number. So to be diagnosed as a type two, I believe your A1C has to be a 6.5 and over. And if you're borderline, you're like in the 5.5, 6.0. As a type one, because you know, I'm wanting to get pregnant, maybe in the next year or so, my endocrinologist wants me wants my A1C to be at a 6.5. To give you guys context, when I was first diagnosed, I was at a 13.5, which is very high. Even my own doctor said, wow, this is the highest I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, great, thanks. I am currently at a 7.5. No, I think so. 7.5 or 8.0. I'm pretty sure it's 7.5. I am taking labs again in a couple of weeks, so we'll see how it goes there. But so again, it's not where I want to be, but I know that I'm getting better at managing my chronic illness and managing the roller coaster that comes with, with it. It's tough, though. I mean, imagine, like I said, having to replicate a freaking organ, right? Like, I'm not a huge believer in God and everything. I do believe in him. And you know, I know that there is a higher power, but he made us let's just say right. And I don't mean to offend anybody. But in my eyes, God made us he made our hearts, our lungs, everything right. And here I am trying to recreate or, you know, replicate what a God made organ does the pancreas. So my insulin pump, which I showed earlier and show it again, my insulin pump, this is my pancreas. This is so what you have in your body, this, this is what this is mine. And having to replicate that having to imitate it. Oh my gosh, it's nearly impossible, nearly because it's not impossible. It's nearly impossible got to always leave room for positivity and growth. And so I've been using my pancreas been using it better. I'm learning how to, you know, use all its tools and gadgets and things like that. And it's kind of cool, the little things that it can do. It can also be very annoying. If your sugars are high and it's two o'clock in the morning, it's going to beep. First, it's going to vibrate. And then if, if you don't pay attention to it, it's going to beep. It wakes up my husband. I feel so bad. It wakes up my two fur girls because they sleep with us. And sometimes the next morning, my mom will be like, hey, did I hear your pump go off? She's down the hall with the door closed. She can freaking hear my pump. So I try not to, you know, make sure I don't go high or I try to make sure that my sugars are good before I go to sleep because don't want to wake up the whole house. But sometimes it's inevitable. Sometimes your body does what it does and hormones and stress and lack of sleep or poor sleep will cause your sugars to go up. You may, you know, in the moment you don't have any control over it. After the fact, obviously I can do some deep breathing. I can drink some water. But then it's 2.50 in the morning and dealing with my pump, dealing with high blood sugar. And I got to wake up at, you know, 6 in the morning to go to work. Yes. Needless to say, having a chronic illness can be very, very hard. It can make your life difficult. But I still try to do my best to make sure I have a good life. I don't want to stop me from going on vacations. I don't want to stop me from going out to eat. I don't want to stop me from wanting to eat pizza, even though I never get it right. Even though after I eat pizza every single time, even if I just have one slice, even if I just give myself insulin, my sugar still go into the 300s. But and I feel shitty afterwards. But did I enjoy the pizza? Did it taste delicious? Did it taste good? Yes, it did. Am I going to try again? Yes, I am. And this kind of goes all back to that growth mindset, right? Instead of having a fixed mindset of like, oh my God, my pizza made my sugars go high. I'm never eating pizza again. That I'm going to miss out on pizza. I love pizza. I don't want to just binge on pizza later, right? So I'm just going to be like, okay, let's try something else. Let me give myself insulin, wait 30 minutes instead of 15 and see if that makes a difference. Or let me see if I can do 50% now, 50% later. Let me see if I can give myself 80% of insulin and then 20% later. It is really just a guessing game, I honestly think. 
think. There's people that say that they've conquered the pizza bolus, and I applaud them, try to do what they do. I might not get the same result. I haven't, but hey, it's okay, right? So anyway, that I kind of went, I could probably talk about this all night, but it's already 7.22, and I still got a meal prep for the week because I did it yesterday. So I gotta go prep my chicken and my, what did I get? My turkey, and I think I'm gonna make sandwiches this week, so I gotta go do that. But needless to say, it's November 1st. It's National Diabetes Awareness Month. So if anybody of you out there happen to walk into somebody who's diabetic, be nice to them. There's a joke that says, we already deal with enough pricks as it is because we check our blood sugar and we got to prick ourselves every time to know what our blood sugar is to calibrate when you're when i'm on my pump sometimes i'll only prick myself maybe two three times a day to calibrate this so that i can keep working but when i'm not using it to its full potential like i am right now i have to prick my finger six to seven times a day so be nice to us in general be nice to anybody that you come across you have no idea what they're going through just be kind and i hope you guys all hope i you know provided some sort of education i don't want you guys to feel bad for us diabetic diabetics i just want you to know like anybody else we're all going through stuff and we're all battling some type of fixed mindset and we're trying to just be better humans and at the end of the day just be kind to everybody that you come across they are mean to you don't be mean back who knows maybe they got something going on so just kill them with kindness is what i like to say so thank you guys all for joining me today and happy national diabetes month bye thank you so much for listening to today's episode i appreciate you very much if you love this episode please take a screenshot and share it on your social media tag me at the underscore cranky underscore pinky for Instagram and at the cranky pinky for Facebook. You can find the application for mentoring at the link in my Instagram bio at the underscore cranky underscore pinky. Get your application in. We'll have a chat and see if the have your cake pop and eat it too program is right for you. Until next time, stay in the loop.